0: When you know that you are queer, but your favorite drink is beer, that's gayish. You can bottom without stopping, but you can't send going shopping, that's gayish. Oh, gayish, you're probably gayish. Life's just too short for narrow stereotypes, so oh, it's gayish. We're also gayish. It's gayish with Mike and Kyle. Hello, everyone in the podcast universe. This is Gayish, the
1: podcast that's blowjob over stilettos and love.
0: This is a reference I don't, I don't, I don't understand.
1: Head over heels.
0: Oh. I'm Mike Johnson. I'm Kyle Gatz. <laughs> we're here to bridge the gap between sexuality and actuality. Think about it. It's, I, it'll be I, hilarious. I, yeah, yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, t- I'm so nervous. Today we're going to talk about anime. Yeah. I just, I assume like furries that they're just passionate about their shit and will be very angry.
1: We got nice comments <laughs> from furries. Did you say we bridge the gap between sexuality and actuality?
0: We're here to bridge the gap between sexuality did, and act. Did
1: you already say that was I just I in my I head did. about I didn't okay about my thing that didn't totally <laughs> land. That's fine. Um I uh furries were very nice to us yeah. and I think hopefully the someone that is an outsider caring showing interest not talking about the subject like they're shitty awful people i think that's it sucks that that is like rewarded with oh my god thank you you know yeah 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 Uh, so that's my hope is that the same thing happens also this is not our fault
0: right yeah (laughs) yeah for sure (laughs) we're gonna gonna talk about anime but first uh we are at our gayish annual meeting Mm -hmm. retreat so it's a little echoey in here if you hear if you hear a like it sounds like we're in a cave we are not i was
1: just gonna tell everyone we're performing live at like carnegie hall or something you know live episodes always
0: have that like a little bit of echoey live from radio city music hall (laughs) which is what i've renamed this living room (laughs) um do you think they're gonna
1: rename radio city music hall podcast city music hall at some point i don't know sorry two two that didn't land that's fine we can keep going podcast town i think Uh, go podcast (laughs) city hall
0: yeah (laughs) um yeah uh but it's 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 great we're talking about like you know what our future looks like and
1: what our future is if we how into each other we are and if we want to keep this thing going
0: if i decide um, to quit after the podcast awards
1: mm, you yeah that was a, a threat that still lurks over <laughs> all of your shoulders so you should sign up for patreon no it's fine i'm just kidding but please do it yeah we're eventually we're, we're coming up with uh Quest, we want to ask y'all questions to get your input on things oh yeah there's to help us with planning and stuff so a
0: forthcoming survey which if you say it on the air it has to happen <laughs>
1: this is our accountability <laughs> also i'm going to exercise every other day for the next month
0: oh okay we'll see good. that's there's,
1: not gonna work
0: I, I, I hear the fitness channel on discord is like a good way to like feel accountable oh really i don't know
1: okay <laughs> oh, God. download our discord this is all plugs for stuff
0: great um the news now the news shut your mouth hole it's time for your ear holes news 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 the first are we
1: keeping that intro <laughs> sure why not i don't know have you ever thought like yeah we should do that again we can't
0: we can't knock them all out of the park
1: that- <laughs> <laughs> yes it's usually pretty good
0: (laughs) uh news the first after only 90 minutes of deliberation the jury has found kevin spacey (gasps) not liable for battery in a sex abuse case uh involving actor anthony rapp who's in star trek and that's why we have to talk about it also they're all gay (laughs) yeah um But uh, so, yeah, this is a victory for Kevin Spacey. A New York jury has found him not liable for battery on allegations he picked up actor Anthony Rapp and briefly laid on top of him in a bed after a party in 1986. Not liable is not, you're not saying not guilty. Well, right, exactly. Um, And so Anthony Rapp sued Spacey for battery and intentional infliction of emotional distress and assault. And Judge Lewis Kaplan dismissed the claim of assault before the trial even started, dismissed the claim of intentional infliction of emotional distress after Rapp's attorneys uh, um, decided not to press charges. After all, on that, they rested their case Hmm. and left the jury to decide on Battery, and the jury came back and said, nah. Hmm. So under New York law, Battery is touching another person without their consent in a way that a reasonable person would find offensive. And, uh, yeah... it's it's uh it's interesting i i think because it's the case is so old right like it's it's 35 years ago how old was
1: anthony Rapp? do you know like he was a kid Uh,
0: kevin spacey was 26 and anthony Rapp was 14 when he allegedly had him back to his manhattan home or in his manhattan home had a party and he picked rap up quote laid him down on his bed grabbed his buttocks and pressed his groin into rap's body without his consent and Rapp's attorney is sort of trying to claim that like he got off because he's a good actor quote um uh don't listen to what i said in real time i'm defending a lawsuit now listen to me now i've got it straightened out mocking spacey's attempt to convince the jury he was Mm -hmm. coerced by publicists to give the statement he testified he now regrets quote when you're rehearsed and a world-class actor and you're following the script and following the testimony of someone else you can take that stand and be perfectly polished Stigman said mm-hmm. uh when you're merely coming to court to coming f- to come forward and tell the truth of your experience especially one that's this a little bit complicated anyway this is so this is a he said he said and they're saying kevin spacey's a, a better academy, say say-er. A,
1: yeah academy award-winning actor that's going up against someone that's do, doing this difficult it's not acting it's just real talking that may be confusing or not like polished or
0: yeah which that's kind of poor anthony rap like not only did you get sexually assaulted but now you're like being publicly called a less good actor by your own attorney yeah anyway that makes sense though that why like he's saying that kevin spacey is
1: someone that can put on a very good performance
0: yep And Kevin Spacey's attorney opened by saying, quote, we're here because Mr. Rapp has falsely alleged abuse that never occurred at a party that was never held in a room that did not exist. And apparently got that to stick. There's also the whole thing about, like, Anthony Rapp just made it up to, to, like, out Kevin Spacey. Hmm. That part of the defense was, like, it was just malicious on Anthony Rapp's part to out Kevin Spacey because Kevin Spacey is a big deal. And that's just... Who does... I just... I understand that straight people might think that that's a thing that would happen like the evil gays plotting against each other (laughs) and that it's just for attention but like how fucking horrible
1: i mean that and uh, anyone that's a victim of sexual assault if they come forward everyone's like oh they're just doing it for fame like that happened with the you know 37 women that came forward about trump and it's like oh they're just doing to get famous it's like okay name one of them yeah you know no that's not they don't benefit in fame they don't benefit they don't get more money they in fact Quite the opposite, probably spend a ton of money, get harassed by people that don't believe them. And yeah. there's... they
0: Lose out on interviews and job um, uh, opportunities because they're too controversial and yeah. a distraction. That's, yeah. a, that's the phrase that gets used yes. there. Right? That they, is... they would be a distraction.
1: God, that is such a phrase for... I don't want to do to hire you or talk to you for reasons that are out of your control, but I'm not allowed to say the real reason. Distraction. Yeah. God, you're right. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, all the things that people blame when people blame the victims on what they're, what they think they're going after, it's like, that's not really how it works. Yeah. It sucks to have to do all that to come forward and talk about it. No one's, I don't know, scheming to do that.
0: It also, this is also interesting. I thought, like, it just sort of a footnote. One of the defense attorneys also suggested that Rapp came up with this story because he was in a nearly identical scene in a Broadway show called Precious Sons. He was performing with Ed Harris in 1986 at the time of the alleged incident. So they're like, That happened to a character that you were playing on stage not real life anthony rep 14 year old you just didn't know the difference between reality and acting and got the person wrong because ed Mm. harris and kevin spacey are the same person i don't know it's just it's a weird it's a weird thing to try to say that like don't play a character that gets sexually assaulted because then like if it actually happens later, then the defense attorney for that can point to that and say that you were confused. It's just, that's
1: very, yes, that's very true. Anyway, yeah.
0: Sorry, Anthony rap. That sucks. I still like you on star Trek a whole bunch.
1: There you go. That's your consolation prize.
0: (laughs) News. The second. Yeah, this is so we've, we've talked a little bit about Liz Truss, the, the prime minister of the UK and uh, she resigned. She resigned yesterday uh, after just 45 days in office Uh, This makes her the shortest ever serving prime minister. And uh, there's this this uh, this Pink News article written by Amelia Hansford that is just a caddy. I fucking love it. Eight things that lasted longer than Liz Truss as prime minister. (laughs) Um, Number one. Oh, I will add to this list. How many hours of us? are there, out there Oh no! probably not 45 days worth <laughs> um but, but uh num- number one is is the combined runtime of every eastenders episode so uh <laughs> eastenders is a bbc soap opera and uh if you if you were to watch the whole thing in one sitting it would take you 116 days to complete uh, it's been on for 37 years and and so that's that's been longer uh, number two, the total number of weeks that last Christmas by Wham has topped the charts. <laughs> <laughs> uh, spent 31 weeks in the top 10 of the UK charts. Number three, Shares Believe. The song, Do You Believe in Life? I, I yeah, but yeah. It,
1: no, that song is like it, three minutes.
0: Spent 12 weeks in the UK's top 10 oh. and uh, 31 weeks in the charts. Uh, that's way longer than she was in the <laughs> office. Number number four, Jerry Hollowell's solo career, (laughs) (laughs) but just barely. (laughs) Yeah, Ginger Spice released three solo albums, enjoyed several number one singles. So then, uh, number five, that one raw onion you forgot about. (laughs) Uh, Liz Truss's conservative leadership campaign, the inaction on the conversion therapy ban by the conservative government, and and every other prime minister before her. Honorable mention, the shelf life of a head of lettuce. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's really interesting because so much of the prime minister fight for who was going to replace Boris Johnson really came down to, well, not like fundamentally, but a, there was a lot of vitriol about queer people, especially trans people. And uh, she was sort of the least evil of the options, but that's not Mm. a very high bar. Yeah, yeah. And uh, almost certainly somebody worse than her for queer people is going to be named next week. It also might be Boris Johnson again, which I think is fucking (laughs)
1: hilarious. (laughs) We just missed that haircut, you know? Yeah.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Uh, anyway, good luck, UK. Oh, God. <laughs> glad I don't live there. That's also, I don't want to live here. I, yeah. Canada's <laughs> looking pretty sweet. Yeah, <laughs> Canada or Ireland. We were talking last yeah, night. Yeah, yeah. Finland. Finland? Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Call a general election, y'all. Okay. <laughs> last but not least. Yeah. News the last. <sighs> Kyle. <laughs>
1: what? Jeez. Do you need a hug?
0: We have to talk about Taylor Swift. <laughs> um, <laughs>
1: That's going to be the title of like a satirical essay you write at some point in your life.
0: Yeah, God. Um, Taylor Swift's Midnights dropped last Friday.
1: This her- is making the motherfucking news. Yep, <laughs> I'm so excited. I don't care that much, but I'm excited that you... Okay, yeah. Great. Uh, Reminder, we're a gay show. Here's yeah, how you remember.
0: Yeah. Um, she posted a sizzle reel teaser video to her social media accounts th- Thursday night and um like the 20th or whatever and uh in there you can see that at least in one of her videos her love interest is trans actor laith ashley who's so fucking hot god i have to talk about him even though it means i have to talk about taylor swift
1: oh (laughs) taylor swift is the journey we take to get to the destination of laith ashley yes i under yes okay i get it now I,
0: I, i can't i can't I can't he's so hot, yeah, I it just fucking a yeah, Only yeah, oh, they actually call me <laughs> uh, um so so he appears in silhouette on a crowded dance floor, engaged in a hot steamy dance with her, and then uh later in the video, they are in bed together, and he's shirtless, and mm-hmm. she's like stroking his back as he sleeps beside her and uh then the video ends with her winking to the camera and indeed his name is in the credits it's not like a lathe ashley look-alike mm-hmm. he, he legit was involved in this project um he also shared the trailer in an instagram story and wrote quote you are magic thank you for letting me play a small part in your story and uh uh, uh alex alex schmeider who is the director of trans representation at glad uh has has been on social media uh talking about Leith's uh, involvement in 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 the project so what we really need to talk about on top of how fucking smoking ass hot he mm-hmm. is is uh uh does this mean I have to like her more mm-hmm. because because there's an evil i 'm not happy about it part of me that 's mm-hmm. like this is just opportunism again you no talent ass clown but also she 's legit like giving a platform to a trans person in a non visibly trans role. Right. Mm -hmm. Like, and and I I don't know. I'm interested.
1: I think of when we like talking about corporations a lot where they publicly support LGBT issues or write a, you know, piece on their website. That's like, we're cool. We're down. We're hip. Um, and then privately support lots of Republican or anti LGBT politicians. Uh that, I think there's a big difference between that and what Taylor Swift is doing, which people I'm sure will call queer baiting. I'm sure yeah. people will say it's opportunistic. If it's opportunistic, I don't know. Like it's kind of doing what we ask people to do, which is let LGBT people play roles that some that are about LGBT topics or some that are, this is happens to be a trans man, but he's the love interest mm-hmm. because trans men can be love interests of stories. And like, I don't know what, if she's privately going behind the scenes and doing shitty stuff or, you know, wealthy people also support politicians. If she, I don't know what her, like where money goes to like, if she's privately doing different things, then I would be angry. But like, I don't know. She, I think she's kind of doing what she sh- should be doing. Mm. Yeah.
0: Yeah. All right. I'm very interested. Should I be very interested in whether, the transness of that actor plays any part in the role mm. that, that he plays? Like, is it just a, a cis straight character or, or is there, is there some aspect of the character that will also be trans? I don't know why that would mitigate anything for me, but mm. I'm, I'm, I'm interested in, in that. Yeah. And, and uh, cause he also like, passes as cis right and yeah. that's that's problematic there's no like we shouldn't have an expectation that trans people pass at all and and uh um but but he does like that could that could be a a cis straight character in so then I don't know, it, that, that changes it somehow for me if whether whether that character has any sort of trans visibility to it beyond the person playing it.
1: Yeah. I, I mean, I think of like when you write a role that's more for like movies or TV, the assumption, if the, it, unless it is specifically described, the assumption is they are a white, you know, who, who am I going to cast? White, straight, cis, like those are all the defaults unless you say otherwise, unless you say black, unless you say gay, unless yeah. you say trans. So if the default can be, anyone, cis or trans, like if this character was not written as trans male lead, this person, if it was just male lead and trans people are equally able to get that role, I think that's a huge benefit. I think we also need movies and visibility on specifically trans people that are explicitly trans written to be trans. And so both, I think, are needed. So I I think you're right. It does change my view of it, but not in a worse way, just in a I want trans men to be able to be leading men.
0: Yep. Yep. Yep, 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 yep. I actually sit on my face. That's the news. (laughs) It should be like your closing of every news segment.
1: um, Speaking of people that
0: are sitting on our wallet, (laughs) your wallet is sitting
1: on our face? Our faces are eating your wallet. I don't know.
0: New tier for Patreon. Eat, a benefit at the $100 face. a month wait. level is sit on my face. <laughs> eat my face
1: is a different thing. Hold no, on. Wait. wait okay. <laughs> that went a different... I didn't mean that. Okay. <laughs> Thank you to the Patreon members, Elliot, O'Mara,
0: Jr. Jr., which... Junior, Jr.?
1: Oh, yeah. Come on. I mean, well, all right. Um I mean and, if it's
0: that hot boy from Chicago. Anyway, go ahead. Jr.
1: <laughs> are you hot and or from Chicago? Let us know. And A. Uh, Singh. A-sing? Maybe I got that right I don't know Sorry um, If you want to be a Patreon member You can join at Patreon.com slash Podcast. Get episodes day early uh, Come to our next Upcoming quarterly happy hour
0: Which is on
1: a date Coming up very soon
0: Wednesday November the 2nd At 6pm Pacific time Anybody at any tier of support Gets to hang out with us Yeah, So, so, so come wel- do it
1: You're welcome to join For a month At the $2 level Hang out with us and chat um, And you get At the $5 level Get bonus episodes Content mom's A bunch of cool stuff Yeah Do it Yeah one of the tiers at our gapperger level, if you're a Gap Bridger for three months, you get to pick an episode topic, and that's why we are where we are today, yep, in this moment.
0: Yep. <laughs> we'll hop on a Zoom call and chat with you about your ideas and flesh out what the episode's going to be, and then and then, and then, then we will do our very best to mangle the shit out of Fuck it, it. To <laughs> mangle <laughs> the shit out of it? Yeah, oh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, oh. Jesus. Uh, but yeah, Mike Cubbington, who is one of our Gap Bridgers, uh, suggested anime, and it's really funny because we usually ask people to come with like several ideas. Instead, he came with one idea and a spreadsheet. So, <laughs>
1: yeah, a few ideas, or get so passionate about this one that we just have to do it.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so You took that route, which you know,
1: kudos. Um, we did also explain both to him and we will now to you. We're not super anime gays or yeah. into anime, so this is <laughs> another one that's like, all right, yeah, let's take a swing. I'm excited. I think there's some a lot of interesting things about it, but also not a world I'm in.
0: Yeah, same. Mm-hmm. Which you said just mm-hmm. a little bit ago mm-hmm. that I also am not mm-hmm. that. So mm-hmm. yes. Yeah. You were speaking for me, Kyle. Yeah,
1: I do that sometimes but it was right. A lot of times actually. <laughs> I was gonna say only when it's I know the answer, but maybe sometimes but <sighs> not. Anime, yeah.
0: God, should we talk about anime? Let's talk about
1: anime. Thanks, Mike. Well, good luck to you and us.
0: <laughs> <laughs> don't call us what we'll call you. Don't, <laughs> just don't. Just don't. Just don't
1: anything. Yeah. Uh
0: well you already said a little bit about 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 us like yeah. not being anime gay which gay gay anime's anime anime anime, I don't know anyway uh, what what does anime mean to you what like to me I've always thought of anime as being like a visual style and a visual style only it's like a I know it when I see it Mm -hmm. it's it's uh, characters with big eyes being crazy emotional yeah Uh, and
1: making the sound holy <laughs> that like you have to make that sound at least <laughs> once in an episode or else you're not an anime. <laughs> That's so true. Oh my god.
0: Um yeah, 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 yeah. It's, but um
1: but same. I, yeah, same. I think of it as like there's a visual style. There's a, you know, often in Japanese like it, and and dubbed or subtitles or what have you and yeah, like a little bit surrealist in the things that happen.
0: Yep. So the thing is In Japanese, anime is just short for animation and is any cartoon. Yeah. So like... My favorite
1: anime, Bob's Burgers.
0: Oh, yeah. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Can you imagine... Have they ever done like an anime style scene? Um,
1: They have done a scene because they did one episode and they did fan art for different... Every scene was a different style of using fan art and one of them was like an anime style.
0: Okay. Was it believable?
1: I mean believable oh
0: my yeah there's a there's a screenshot big eyes big eyes and full
1: heart can't lose (laughs) what does that mean that's it doesn't matter okay (laughs) um
0: but outside of japan and uh, particularly in english anime is animation from japan and has a a look to it and the that that characteristic style came out of the 1950s there's specifically a cartoonist Osamu Tezuka who is sort of the like the grandfather of of anime and uh it's a really really big deal there's there's over 430 different companies that do uh, officially produce anime and uh even like Miyazaki, all of those those movies, like My Neighbor Totoro and and Spirited Away, and you know, major motion pictures that do well and win Oscars and shit are are done in an in an anime style. But uh, manga is the not moving version and is older. So m- manga comes out of the nineteenth century and it's just like we would call them comic books or or like strip cartoons and what you're looking at your notes. Cause I'm covering something that you were going to cover. No, oh. no, no,
1: no, Wait, kind, of, kind of, but I don't know if you're in Japan, they consider it both comics and the, what we would call anime. Like that's manga. Like cartoons are manga in Japan.
0: Yes. 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 Yeah. 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 And it, there's also a lot of like, crossovers just like we have superheroes like marvel comics that were
1: i don't like that you looked at my notes and decided, and we're like wait what you don't don't you don't look look, no you weren't you looked at me looking at my notes and then you were like Uh, you're gonna say i don't 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 keep don't tell me what to do don't look at me (laughs) i'm gonna add to my contract you have to close your eyes while you're talking i am beautiful okay sorry what was he saying (laughs) uh
0: (laughs) damien so so Sorry, I interrupted you. No, no, no. Uh, so so m- manga... Uh, oh, sorry. Yeah. In, like like in, in the United States, we have all of these comic books. that started as comic books, and then they were cartoons on TV, and then some of them like Batman and, and, and Superman like, became movies. There's a very similar thing, right? There are a lot of franchises that have appeared in multiple modes that are part of the anime universe throughout the course of this media form in, in, in Japanese culture. And a lot of crossover stuff, right? And um, but then, what I also what we need to talk about. Well, let me back up. The history of like animation and this style can be traced back to this thing called emakimono, and uh, emakimono goes way back, like eighth century. And what they would do is roll. They would. There was these huge long scrolls, like sometimes meters long scrolls and they would draw a whole story on it and then roll it up Hmm. and so the storyteller either alone rolling and unrolling it themselves or with helpers like on a stage would I mean it's not moving but it's moving Hmm. this story and so a lot of the like especially narrative elements of what happens in anime and the tone and even to a certain extent the look uh, of it goes way 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 back so they've been doing this like moving picture story kind of a concept without being like cell-by-cell animation for for hundreds and hundreds of years.
1: Yeah, TVs were very bad back then. (laughs) They were just paper.
0: (laughs) Yeah, indeed. (laughs) Anyway, but then like everything else, if it's media, there's porn, and (laughs) and that's what hentai is, which I don't think I realized, at least for me, maybe I'm dumb, but the differences between manga, anime, and hentai hadn't been clear to me until Mm. like today because they're like if there's if there's a pornographic element to it it is hentai and um it is it is anime or manga pornography
1: and this but this is not just a if it exists there's a porn of it style there is this is a whole genre filled i'm sure with tentacles and fucking and like but also
0: big eyes and and big holes sized holes and (laughs) i don't actually know that
1: much about it so but
0: i mean some of it is and there's lots of uh, different kinds of hentai that uh includes queer stuff there's there's hentai from 1814 called the dream of the fisherman's wife where she's getting fucked by an octopus for sure was that in
1: archer did they have a comic book in Archer about that?
0: React to that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I already don't like octopi. They make me uncomfortable just oh. by their mere existence, and the fact that I know they're so smart, but they're like have all those like legs. Like, why do you need all those? Yeah. What are you doing that you need so many legs? Yeah, yeah. And to have them then be um providing Kind of the oral pleasure of Cunnilingus on her while yeah. wrapping all of her their things around her with, with
0: a friend. That's a, they're, they're buddy, tag teaming right. Little like that's buddy
1: a, up there, they're fucking spit roasting right yeah. now. I <laughs> do. <laughs> I don't. I. am already octopi are uncomfortable even in a non pornographic situation. So that's like one of my worst fears
0: aside from failure. Great, <laughs> Great. Well, I'm glad I could share that with you <laughs> and you with the world, and we can do uh, this
1: podcast so I can right, get right. failures. <laughs> well. We got it all right here. <laughs>
0: All of that's to say, I think that there is a incorrect assumption that pornography is a new corruption of media somehow. Oh. That it's like movies kind of started it. That's not that's not true. And 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 hentai as like a sexualized cartoon depiction of humans doing sexy shit, hundreds of years old. Also, yeah, at least in Japanese culture, it's so. funny because
1: I'm that the the thing of this isn't new you just don't know about things that happen before you mm. That applies to so many things we talk about that with gay trans queer issues and it's funny that I, I would think that some people would use porn or the you know newer adaptations of porn you know into like streaming or all, all those services as an excuse or a reason why other things like gay shit or whatever or, or anime is bad. Right, and it's just like you're saying, like no, this has existed long before this moment. You just don't know anything,
0: right? Yep, exactly right, exactly right. Um. So anyway, yeah, yeah, I, I did, I did want to ask. We sort of started with this, but I'll, I'll, I'll ask it now. How much anime have you watched? How much have you consumed? Are familiar with, etc.
1: Um. Yeah. Well. Yesterday, you turned on a TV show in the background, so I didn't pay attention to that. Yeah, we're going to talk about
0: that. Jesus Christ. That's Uran uh, High School Host Club.
1: Yeah. So there's there's part of mm-hmm, one. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Let's see. I watched Bob's Burgers, Bob's Burgers, <laughs> world famous anime. Um, I watched a anime movie that you don't think exists. I th- it was the movie cartoon called The Last Airbender, which I'm pretty sure about all of that, and you claim that that doesn't exist. It but does there was exist. a movie cartoon that was like Avatar, um, not the not the live movie by what's his fuck. There's a there is a That
0: movie doesn't exist either if you ask any fan. Uh,
1: <laughs> but I so I watched some cartoon movie with your ex-husband.
0: We have to we have to
1: we have to we have to fix this. We don't have to though. Cuz it's not going to be interesting
0: even if we know what it's called. Oh, I mean, the point is, it's it can't be called. It's not Avatar: The Last Airbender, Kyle. okay, first of all, okay, first of all is that anime? No, Americans made it, so oh. but it's in an anime style, so maybe this is like one of those gray areas, mm. like mm. like I don't is a, is a hot dog a sandwich or whatever, right? Like, well, is, it's not
1: champagne. This this is, is bubbling is, <laughs> cartoons. <or> is, whatever.
0: <laughs> is cereal a soup? Yeah, like yeah, like yeah. you know, is is Avatar: The Last Airbender anime? But also, there's only there's only one Avatar movie, and it was live action. It was fucking terrible
1: there's no M. Night the Shyamalan last, what's what
0: right? what what M. Night Shyamalan he made a he did the live-action avatar movie that everyone fucking hates because it's objectively terrible
1: you're not talking about the blue creature when you're talking about actual like the Correct. last airbender the, the one The blue creature one, one was James Cameron yeah I didn't know he he was involved in anyway yeah. there's no movie about the last airbender
0: there's no is, animated last airbender movie
1: is there a longer form is there an episode that's an hour and a half I don't know. I watched a long cartoon that looked anime style. That's the most, and I thought it was The Last Airbender. Okay, okay,
0: okay, okay. Did you hate it? Yeah. So maybe it was 15 minutes, but it felt like four days. No,
1: okay. This isn't going to help my case because I know that I, I was high, but I, (laughs) but, but I know all of this stuff that I'm saying to be true. Okay. All right. All right. We'll, we'll it would it. no. It was it was very long. It was it might have been a very long episode or some. I don't know, but it was not a, just a TV show. It was a long cartoon.
0: Okay, I mean there, it, there was a period of time when my ex watched a lot of Miyazaki. And is it possible that it was just a Miyazaki movie?
1: You know what, Mike? Anything's possible if you dream it. All Did right. I dream that? I don't. I don't know.
0: <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> um, um, <It's>, okay, wait.
1: <laughs> to your original question, yeah. that is the extent of my watching anything of a relating to
0: anime. And and I mean, okay. Sorry to put you on the spot like this. No. Do you actively dislike it? No, no, no. I don't view that as like representative
1: of. You know, no, I I don't dislike it. I um, I feel like I, I would need to get into it. I would need to find something to hook me and kind of get into it because I think there's such a specific style and tone and uh, subject matter that it deals with that um, it can feel like a lot to like try to get into or start with. And mm-hmm. there's so much out there. There's such a it's not just one thing. There's such a big range. It's like where do you even start with it? So I think if I could. Find an entry point that that would help. And looking up some stuff, I'm going to talk a little bit about Sailor Moon later, but like that could be a place to start. There's because yeah. there's stuff on Hulu, so I think I would just have to like kind of mentally prepare, to like try to get into something. Yeah. And I'm just not there yet. But I don't I don't dislike the idea or style or whatever.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Oh,
1: my brother he watched Dragon Ball Z growing up. Oh, that's another exposure. And I always thought Piccolo was super hot okay, and it was like he but he was a different he was like a green alien or something, <laughs> so it was like weird, but they were all super hot, which Goku yeah. can go there, you know, <laughs> like <laughs>
0: goku, goku on my face, no, yeah. I don't know <laughs> uh, anyway um yeah i i mean to f- first for a cartoon character to be hot, that's a thing, but then to also be a like non human cartoon character that's also hot, like that's that's a lot of like there's gotta be a lot of hotness to cut through that many layers of bullshit.
1: No, you just have to have abs.
0: Oh. Okay. It's not that uh, hard. Or or biceps, I <laughs> guess. Biceps. Or your, yeah.
1: Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Johnny Bravo, Goku, and Piccolo, these are why I'm gay. Oh. Yeah.
0: Okay. We'll unpack that later. In the
1: in the Ren and Stimpy wrestling episode where the wrestler put Ren between his pecs. Oh Okay.
0: <laughs> i love
1: it <laughs> how do you feel about anime
0: um i it's it's hit or miss with me like I, I i'm either like i don't i don't know why this is so hard i feel i don't want to be racist that's what it that's oh. it, like I I, I I there there's a lot of like japanese culture that i just do not fucking understand and mm. it doesn't speak to me and it doesn't matter if it's subtitles or dubbed i just i don't i don't get it Mm. there's a disconcerting what the fuck is going on Mm. what is the story here what are the references that are being made and i just i can't connect with it and then i feel bad because i feel like i should be able Mm. to or like there's a genuine want to do that i can't make Mm. happen and um and and then there's you know all these guilt feelings about like is that just xenophobia hmm. you know I, I should be more open and accepting or whatever but also i don't know there's a lot of white people shows in america that i don't like either <laughs> so, that don't speak to me so yeah you know maybe maybe i should forgive myself that Th- that being said there are a couple of, of like actual like anime experiences that i've had that i that i genuinely really liked i watched spirited away that's a that's a that's a miyazaki movie um uh, won a bunch of awards and is like consistently up there of like best movies of all time lists. We'll have it, I've on, never heard on, of it. on there. Um, and during my years at IMDB, we were encouraged to watch, you know, a lot of, uh, of like, you know, top movies, top movies and, and familiarize ourselves with, with, you know, the worlds or whatever. But then also, uh, attack on Titan, which I'm going to talk about later. I'm in the middle of watching it. And, um, uh, it's really it's really good yeah. it, i find it very accessible and understandable and and compelling and interesting and and so i don't know it hmm. it's 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 hit or miss with me and i'm never quite sure what the factors are yeah there's um there's that whole thing about like how in musical theater when there's plot happening you talk and when you're having feelings you sing and when you're having <laughs> deep feelings you dance and um uh,
1: I haven't heard that. That's funny,
0: and that's like why why people a lot of people hate musical theater is because mm. of the over the topness of the way that emotions come out. There's an off putting thing about anime that I don't like. Of like a otherwise fairly realistically drawn character will have a feeling of some kind, and their fucking face changes into an emoji. Mm. And I I like I I find that just so jarring mm. that I, I I end up disliking it. Mm but it's also kind of the point of that style visually. Yeah. And yeah. like the noise that you made earlier is mm-hmm. just an audio version of the same thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The-
1: that noise happens while they have big eye, the close-up of the big eyes and there's almost like a tear and their eyes are kind of shaking yeah, yeah. while they're like looking at something new or something. And that that, that thing lasts for like a minute. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah. yeah <laughs> Where yeah. they're just looking. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. There, I really like, my favorite style of art is surrealism. So like there's something that I really enjoy about, you know, Taking it's it's you know eighty percent real stuff and then twenty percent just randomly yeah they'll have a feeling and start floating in the air with bubbles around them like I don't know there's something I kind of like about the ability to break reality in a in these ways
0: yeah and like Heartstopper had a bunch of like drawings that they did in, on oh. uh, on top of the frame and I, that seemed kind of anime-ish to me but I, I tolerated that better mm. anyway yeah.
1: Uh, So, okay, let me tell you some things about, some numbers about anime.
0: Okay, tell me some numbers.
1: I think anime has a lot of parallels with being gay. Yeah. We already talked about what you're already in.
0: Unnecessarily dramatic.
1: (laughs) 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 Oh, that's true. End of list. That's all you needed. You talked about... The definition is different depending on who you ask. Ooh, yeah. Anime, manga, people will have very specific opinions on what qualifies and what doesn't. Mm-hmm. Japan, U.S., even people in the U.S. probably disagree and they're probably like purists. And here, but here's the evolving definition or what have you. What kind of technology can be used to create it? So that's one. Two, it's more prevalent that you might expect and it's growing among young people.
0: <laughs> Groomers. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah that's that was my point anime groomers they're the same <laughs> um so more than a third of the world's population watches anime sure you oh you're that's it's seems like cricket and
0: soccer I just assume Americans are the ones mm, that are fucked up
1: interesting i we're we're almost on the same like percentage of people that watch as as japan now really yeah what Yeah. What? Yeah. I don't Uh, like that. According to data, (laughs) that's true, Um, about a third of Japanese people said they often watch anime or read manga, and almost 90% of young Japanese people said they watch anime, Hmm. and over 50% of Gen Z in the US watch anime.
0: That seems like a trick. Why? I don't know. Okay. (laughs) I would think that there would be... Okay. What... What anime are they watching? Mm. Because I would expect that many of an entire generation, there would be like more household names. Mm. Mm. And I don't know. But then again, TikTok rules the world and I don't watch that shit. So who who knows?
1: I mean, like you take Pokemon and Sailor Moon and you've got most of them right there. Right. You know, like that alone probably accounts for so many people. Yeah. yeah. Sorry, real anime stands. You, you're like, no, there's all. Th- Have you heard my niche one called goes to school or whatever and like no i haven't but you know like (laughs) um also there are still people who both don't know about it and don't like it Mm. uh so in spite of growing popularity especially among young people in the u.s 11 people 11 people (laughs) 11 people have never heard of it (laughs) we're finding them in our campaign called convert those last 11 two of them are in this room (laughs) two of them you've got we're down to nine now Find the nine. Hashtag find the nine. Um, 11% of people have never heard of it in the US. 40% of people have an unfavorable uh, favorable opinion of it.
0: Unfavorable. Yeah. What? Were, are they all World War II veterans? <laughs> <laughs>
1: you know, I, that that's part of the... Like what you described of... I feel like I should be into it. I'm not. I'm worried that there's something xenophobic about it. Like I think that's very different than people are like anime sucks. And there's like definitely a racial element to it. So mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I won like 40 percent of people. That's a lot of people that haven't. I don't have an unfavorable opinion, even if I don't like it, because it's a big community. People like it. It's art. It's you know. I don't know. It's. it's...
0: I mean, I know. I. <laughs> there's also is it dubbed or is it subtitled mm-hmm. and. I think that there's wide swaths of our culture that hate anything dubbed or subtitled, and that's xenophobic for sure. That's just racist. And I also wonder if people hate subtitles because we're illiterate (laughs) as a country.
1: I mean, as Linda said, (laughs) it's like reading a book. (laughs) Right. So, yeah. Interestingly, liberals were more likely than conservatives to like it, but as likely to dislike it. I would have thought liberals would be like, so trying to passionately overcompensate and overcome the racism part that people but no about the same percentage of them have an unfavorable opinion of it.
0: Interesting. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Are they World War 2 veterans? <laughs> yes.
1: Yes. So, yeah. I mean, th- those are just some of the numbers mm-hmm. which uh, I can keep going I can talk about uh, particular shows or sure. Censorship. Okay. Yeah. Um I'm going to talk to you about Pokémon okay it's a chinese franchise that was started in 2001 it's now owned by sony okay a lot of people don't know this pokemon are actually aliens from the planet krypton uh they are hunted down by humans called pokemon sneakers what's up isn't superman from krypton Uh, yeah they're from the same universe they're from (laughs) yeah the most the most popular pokemon sneakers named ash ketchup
0: great excellent
1: there are there were originally 152 pokemon there are now more than 10 million <laughs> kinds of pokemon yeah uh-huh. Uh-huh. um the m- biggest most popular series that pokemon ever did was uh the pokemon meet the flintstones yeah pokemon traveled back in time
0: and met the flintstones great yabba dabba do which I'm, that was the original <laughs> title of Yu Gi Oh which is also the same universe.
1: <laughs> they just checked it. They were like, holy shit, did you know someone already used that? <laughs> got to come up with another name.
0: Your friend was doing yu gi <laughs> <laughs>
1: Oh, you'll have an anime time. Okay, no, what I'm kidding.
0: <laughs> that was my Pokemon segment. That was magical.
1: Pokemon fans, I see you. <laughs> um, okay, I'm actually going to talk about censorship in Sailor Moon. Okay. Do yeah. you know about Sailor Moon?
0: I have not seen it. I know that there are many, many faggots in my life that love it. <laughs> it's a faggy a show.
1: Bunch. It's very fags or uh, fa- faggy fandom. Yeah,
0: <laughs> like like you know, g- groups of twinks that want to dress up as Sailor Moon characters for random ass parties that aren't even halloween right (laughs) yeah Um,
1: yeah you have a housewarming party and one gay shows up in a sailor moon outfit
0: i also know that they're all named after planets or celestial bodies of some kind and Mm -hmm. that's why everyone fights over being sailor uranus
1: (laughs) (laughs) i didn't know that but
0: uh sailor mars sailor moon Sailor there's other ones
1: Mm -hmm. sailor neptune
0: i also know because i was looking a little bit into like um queer representation in anime which we can talk about here in a little bit and I, I know that there's some like the way that that was translated to american televisions which is what i assume you're going to talk about so go for it
1: yeah 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 so um uh, the the quick truthful recap sailor moon is about usagi or in the english dub serena a 14 year old schoolgirl who's given the ability to transform into her alter ego sailor moon uh by a magical talking cat Sure, and her along with the other Sailor Scouts save the world from evil forces from the Dark Kingdom.
0: Great. Okay.
1: Usagi is a bisexual in the original manga, and in the 1990s anime adaptation, and in Sailor Moon Crystal. So it's interesting uh, talking about queer representation. They talk. There are a couple people I'm going to get to that they have censored or edited out there queerness especially for the American version and I don't see as many people talking about Usagi's bisexuality there's like one article that talked about that and it was just she has crushes on people of any gender and, mm-hmm. and so I, I didn't mm-hmm. see th- it's possible that there were like little things that could have been edited out of the Like maybe that was censored for, I don't know, I don't know, but it also seems so pervasive and consistent that it'd be hard to edit out every little bisexual reference that came up. So, but she's bisexual, but I will talk about a couple of relationships that, that are like, you know, more clear censorship. Um,
0: I I have heard that there were some challenges to maintaining the bullshit, right? That like, uh, there are some head scratchers because there were some awkward creative editing that needed Mm -hmm. to happen to preserve the incorrectness of the way that things were being presented so
1: yeah when you you want to do the least costly thing to edit out a thing and that doesn't and if you're all of a sudden taking a gay character and making them straight or changing something about it like you're not rewriting and thinking through all these things, so yeah, it can lead to some weird stuff. But um, they—it wasn't just queer stuff in the North American release of Sailor Moon. They, ed- I'm, yeah, I'm talking about the, the '90s anime Sailor Moon and when it was released in. North America they changed character names as I just mentioned they changed clothing they changed some dialogue they changed nudity it said they changed nudity and bathing oh. <laughs> specific. there's one like I saw in the Wikipedia article a bath scene where they like instead of a bath where you can kind of see more tit they mm-hmm. like made the bath like totally clear yep. so they edited bath water yeah. Um, yeah, they yeah. edited vi- out violence including violence against children oh um, which I've, anime
0: I think is more... I'm pro violence against children. I yeah,
1: you fucking hate kids, <laughs> right? <laughs> it's gonna be less funny when I have something to talk oh, about oh, later. Sorry. <laughs> no, that's okay. This is, who would we be but these people? Um, it, it has way more adult themes than I think I realized. I think anytime mm. you think of cartoons or comics, this is a very old thing. Like yeah. the, the the fact, the idea that that's for children is just not true and there are a lot of adult themes here like i was like edit out violence against children like holy shit i didn't know that's what we were doing here but these they're very adult themes as told through the lens of sometimes younger people learning to navigate life
0: yeah i mean there are lots and lots of anime is not for kids yeah and and wasn't designed that way either it's not it's not that like you know it's okay to talk to kids about murder in in japan it's Mm -hmm. just it wasn't meant for kids in the first place yep But also, like, there's some truth to that in our history of animation also. For instance, the big eyes in anime thing, at least one source was saying that the original, the father of anime that I was talking about was influenced by Betty Boop, and that's why he chose big eyes. Betty Boop, also not for kids. She was a Mm -hmm. sex symbol. Mm -hmm. pre Haze Code, um, Betty Boop was like, a raunchy slut, <laughs> and and then the Hays Code happened, and they had to change her her you know her appearance and 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 content. But like, also not for adults. And then you look at some of the things that happen in Looney Tunes, <laughs> not for adults, not for kids. Uh, Looney Tunes, not for kids either. A lot of that stuff, right? It's, Wait, really? Yeah, yeah. Like,
1: they have, I know they have references that are like only more adults would understand, but yeah. There's kids. Those were for kids,
0: but then all those kids grew up to be parents who got pissed at it and were like, "My kids aren't going to watch that, hmm. right?" Because it's at least for our changing sensibilities about the world is not as innocent as it was thought to be, like in the seventies and eighties. Oh, I don't know. Anyway, hmm. it's a, just there's a there's a complicated relationship, I think, between cartoons being for kids and then there being cartoons that are not for kids and how we reconcile all of that because we have our fair share South park of like intentionally not for kids yeah, cartoon offerings. Simpsons yeah. was that way, right? My parents didn't let me watch Simpsons cause it was like, an adult four adults cartoon yeah. in primetime. No like mm-mm. a lot of
1: people say that I watched the Simpsons with my family growing up all the time. So some people I grew up in a religious like Christian, you know, suburb. So everyone's like I'm not allowed to watch that and I'm like I watch that every Sunday with my parents and we order pizza. Like yeah. you know, it was I had a very different it's weird. Yeah. Rick and Morty, Archer, like there are plenty of shows that I love that are not
0: for BoJack Horseman. <laughs>
1: BoJack Horseman, go oh god that probably
0: not for kids. <laughs> oh no, god.
1: Um so Two relationships that were censored out. First is Sailor Neptune and Sailor Uranus, which their names are Haruka and Mm Mishiru. I'm sorry for all the names. I'm definitely going to miss them. Um, I think you did it. Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you, white person. I appreciate that. They are canonically lesbian, Uh which if a t-shirt doesn't already exist that says canonically lesbian, that's incredible. It needs to. It was redubbed. Uh, they were redubbed as cousins. And that's a good example of like, there's (laughs) no way you caught all the things that didn't make that a little weird. Yeah,
0: right. (laughs) Don't all cousins hold hands and shop at Home Depot together?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Also, what I thought of, you would never see all the people that are against like New Ariel, did they get up in arms about someone rewriting these two characters as cousins because the original... Right. The original, they're lesbians. Yeah. And you're ruining what the original thing is. Right. It's... I just very different. This was in the 90s, so obviously that wouldn't happen, but that same, like, there would no one would ever come in defense of these lesbians for the exact same logic of, what does the original state, and we need to stay true to the source material, blah, 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 all that bullshit that they make up, that they care about.
0: Yeah, there's a lot of bigotry that you can work your way out of by calling it purism. Yep. Yep.
1: Um, Another relationship was Zocite and Fisheye. They are they were originally both men. They were part of that dark kingdom that uh, the that Sailor Moon and the other Sailor soldiers are fighting against. Uh, Zoysite's gender, I'm pronouncing that like an English word and that's probably not true. Um, the gender was changed uh, to female. Of the four kings of heaven, don't worry about it, it's just a thing. Of the four kings of heaven, he was the least ma- mature and the most effeminate. Mm. So he became a woman, um, which is interesting because, I mean, one that shows that people's terrible opinions about women and gays go hand in hand. Like, mm-hmm. oh, this mm-hmm. immature one will make that the woman. Yeah. You know, like that that's what you assume women are. <laughs> yeah. And that's what you assume gay men are. Yeah. yeah. Um, but also it talks about this accidentally created more diverse representation of women yeah. in anime. Like body the body because again, they're least money spent possible when they did that they made minimal changes and so the body type stayed the same so that was actually an improvement on the representation of women's body types yeah especially said specifically like especially evil women's body types i don't know why that was called out but yeah it's a weird accidental like censorship benefit yeah yeah Anyway, the first two seasons of sailor Moon are on hulu and they are the original versions not the censored versions and the or at least the first two seasons are are um dubbed in english oh wow okay so the other scenes are not but at least you can watch the original version it, but in in english on hulu
0: so the, okay interesting Hulu.com cool.
1: com slash gayish podcast
0: right.
1: <laughs> won't take you anywhere but it should <laughs> um and yeah that's some of the uh that's some
0: of the censorship cool well uh, um uh, that sort of dovetails nicely, I, I think, with... I, I found an article on cbr.com, which is... I, I don't I don't know what that site is, but it apparently has, a, like, a lot of information about anime. Anyway, this article uh, is from 2019, and it's called LGBTQA Representation in Japanese Anime and Games is Misunderstood by Fans. Interesting. A- and it, they, they go into this idea that... Uh, well, I'll just, I'll just read the first paragraph here. So, so uh, quote, there, there's a significant push in Western fandoms for LGBTQA representation. Many fans can be forgiven in assuming, however, that this push is only from Western fandoms. It is a common occurrence, after all, to hear an American, Canadian, or British anime fan bemoan the lack of queer representation in anime in some form or another. So when these fans, exhausted of hearing anime being criticized, hear about, say, a trans character in mainstream anime they'd be fast to assume, quote, oh, there's some mistake with the translation. The West is forcing diversity into my anime. These fans, tired of hearing Americans tell the Japanese what to do, know for a fact that Japan is less concerned with the plight of the gays than America and that our sensibilities about wanting queer representation are unduly influencing them or pressuring them to do shit that they don't want to. Mm -hmm. And it's all built on this idea that, like, queer people struggle in Japan Japanese culture is very unfriendly to queer people, so it must be American queer sensibilities corrupting this pure mm. art form in some way. Mm. Anyway, and then and then this article goes on to say that's just not true. Mm. That Japanese uh, queer representation in in Japanese culture and in anime is far more prevalent, has lasted longer and has been more visible than we give them credit for
1: that's interesting when i was reading about these areas of censorship it said there was not a lot of queer representation in these shows before you know sailor moon came out but then i read other things i was like here's all the queer representation in anime so i was like i didn't even mention that part that i wrote down because i was like not sure where the actual state of things was i think you're helping explain part of that like part of that if we censor it out and they're like hey look americans this is anime and then we don't see it
0: yeah. Right. Yeah, so there was, um. there's an anime called uh, Zombieland Saga. Sure. One of the core characters, Lily Hoshikawa, came out as trans and uh, there was this big backlash on the internet saying, quote, oh, the American translators changed the text. Mm. They hadn't. Hmm. It was just, that was, that was the story. And do we just
1: like, we don't see it. So we assume any kind of representation must be a mistake. Is that like,
0: yeah, I think so. Hmm. I think so. Yeah. So many, this again from this article quote, many Western fans have convinced themselves that Japan doesn't care about queer people. This ignores the growing LGBTQA liberation movements in Japan and the increasing support for same-sex marriage, especially among the youth. And uh, this is also ignoring the long history of same-sex relationships in the pre-Meiji era of Japan. We've talked before about the fact that like there are, there are quite a few historical, uh, points in japanese and chinese culture that were more permissive to same-sex relationships than we might expect Mm -hmm. um and the other thing is there is some truth to the fact that like we have a difficult time connecting culturally with with japan there are japanophiles who are really pay attention and are. Keyed in and know the language and consume the the content, but there are lots of there are lots of big differences and often the things that sail out are the homophobic things like. Sugita Mio, who's in the Japanese House of Representatives, got a lot of attention in 2015. There was a YouTube video that went viral, and she said that the LGBT community was receiving too much support from the government and uh, was talking about the high suicide rate of LGBTQA Japanese children and was laughing about Mm -hmm, it. Jesus. But so then, like, that rises to prominence comes over here as a, oh my God, can you believe that? And then that becomes our idea of what Japanese culture is like when it comes to queer people. Yeah. I think, Fortunately, the Trump years have absolutely. Helped. Uh, go ahead, say yes. Oh,
1: do, do I, am I stepping on no, no, no? Balls? You're, 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 okay, you're, yeah. Um, I, I like it. Uh, yeah, <laughs> uh, you, boy, you must have fucking loved the Trump years then, because uh, yeah, like I didn't understand how much I used media quotes language to form my beliefs about other countries until here you can point to we ha- we i'm sure we've had something exactly the same as that happen and someone could easily point to us and say look what that you know one of the political parties one of the major political parties in their platform disagrees with lgbt people look how anti lgbt they are surely okay. you can grab a quote from um uh, Majority Taylor fuckface. I always forget her name, even though it's not that hard. Marjorie um, Taylor Green. Marjorie. I don't. Um, uh, there's plenty of examples you could draw from, put a quote around it, and say, "Look, Americans are anti-LGBT," and it, it just doesn't capture the full complexity of what's going on. Like, yes, homophobia exists here. No, it's not perfect. And if you just said blanket, there, Americans are anti-LGBT. It sucks because like being a gay living here. I'm like, no, there's large swaths of people that don't like this and want it to be better and all that. And yeah. and I realized I was doing the same thing to other countries by relying on a quote or a person. And you say this person is in their Congress or in their parliament or in whatever. And that, and then use that to represent the entire country.
0: Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and for the reasons that we were just talking about when uh, the, like the, what else did they change? It's a mystery there's legit a barrier there there's a mm-hmm. language and cultural barrier there to challenging that right like we might have those thoughts about the uk but they they speak mm-hmm. english mm-hmm. i can read i can read uk blogs and yeah. and i can read pink news and and totally um, steal all of it for our news segment and <laughs>
1: leverage is the word reason uh, business great, you leverage it
0: excellent um plagiarize but verbally um, <laughs> <laughs> But you can't it's it's harder to do that with, with Japanese culture yeah. and, and other cultures that, that don't put out content in English directly, right? Yeah. yeah. So there is a I, I think I think I wanna move on from here, but I do have a
1: how do we move on as a society
0: though? Oh god. Well, so there is a uh I, I found a listicle also on CBR dot com that's twenty crucial queer representations in anime and uh let's talk about those on Patreon. Ooh, okay. Because also some of them are problematic. Oh, like interesting. Japanese people, at least through our Western lens of queer queerdom, they don't always get it right.
1: Mm, gotcha. <laughs> and nor do does American representation. So it's another thing where you, you could easily take that. We should be able to criticize and talk about those things, but not in a way that's like universally Japan. You know, yeah. like everyone yeah. does this or something. Yeah, For sure. Well, then you're talking about stereotypes and assumptions that apply to... Japan. Yeah, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. the group of people that are anime and man- manga, I say manga, but then learned it was manga. Manga. But just, yeah. Um, anime and manga fans in Japan, mm-hmm. they are called otaku. Okay. And I want to talk about the stereotypes and assumptions of that group okay. and where they come from. This name, otaku, actually refers to someone with any kind of all-consuming interest. Oh. Um, so that... it So typically... Star
0: Trek otaku.
1: The, I, you know what? There, there are... A research firm found like categorized 12 different kinds of otaku. Uh, anime and, and manga are the primary one, and maybe more so what people would think of when they think of this, but there could also be... A, I wrote down camera, and automobile, and electronic, and just... Japanese culture otaku. Mm. So so this is when you can actually kind of track its usage and meaning and where it came from and how it got to that with a few big defining things. So originally the word otaku in, and it's also now used outside of Japan as people that are have this kind of interest. Originally in, in Japan meant someone else's house. Oh. And also a second person formal way to refer to someone. The example that they use is, especially a lot of people that were f- fans of like, comics and stuff, or would say, does your house own this book? A more formal kind of way to refer to you. Mm,
0: mm-hmm, 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 mm-hmm. House of the Dragon. I get it.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's, thus formed Game of Thrones. So in the 80s, mm-hmm. that word started to become used by manga and anime fans. And they don't know exactly why. It seems like a lot of different things people in anime or fans of anime who started using that name for themselves. There was a science fiction author named uh, Motoko Arai um, who started using this as as a pronoun, but the fact that they were a science fiction writer, that happened in 1981. Um, There was a popular anime, Macross, in 1982 that used this pronoun. Um, another idea is that the conventions, like anime conventions, it was a pronoun that people would use to refer to each other, hmm. um, you know, in a more formal way. Mm-hmm. So there, it seems like there are probably a lot of different places that came and then just started becoming more associated with these fans. And then in 1983, there was a essayist, Ak- Akio Nakamori, mm-hmm. that wrote Otaku Research. and. Oh. It was basically making fun of anime and manga fans. Ak- Akio knew that they used this name for themselves and called them, like, uh, they're uh, obsessed. They're, oh. They made fun of their style, made fun of their physical appearance, uh, said they were just obsessed with cute girls in, in the anime, so like, kind of took a shit on them, and then that got this word into popular culture uh-huh. as, as being...
0: Pejorative pejorative
1: (laughs) and specifically referring to this group of fans okay and then it got worse oh no when Tsutomu Miyazaki stay with me he was the eldest son of a wealthy family yeah he was basically made fun of and ostracized as a as a kid he struggled with depression and suicidal thoughts his parents didn't he would complain that his parents didn't listen or understand him. His grandfather was the only person that listened to him. In 1988, his grandfather died, mm-hmm. and he ate the ashes, oh. or some of
0: them, to sure.
1: try to preserve a part of his grandfather in him.
0: Okay, that's a kink. That's
1: I hope <laughs> I hope not. But uh, also, he was caught spying on his sister in the shower. Oh, and then he attacked her.
0: Oh, okay.
1: Later that year, between late 1988 and 1989, he killed four girls, age four to seven. Whoa. Hold on to your butts, everyone. Skip ahead a couple minutes if you don't want it to get real bad. He had sex with their corpses. He removed their hands and feet of one of them and kept them in his closet. He drank one of their blood. I think a couple of their bloods, actually. He ate the hand that he took. He ate it.
0: Oh, my God.
1: All of that is horrible. And for some reason, I think the worst thing is for one of the girls, he burned her bones, sent the ashes to the family in a box along with her teeth and a photo of her clothes and like a handwritten note. Oh my
0: God. Because
1: like to get to like rub it in the parents' faces and send them, that's just so disgusting to me.
0: (laughs) I'm very disturbed. Okay, go ahead.
1: Yeah, you couldn't skip ahead of this conversation yeah, several they, minutes. Sorry, Mike. <laughs> uh, you're just in it. Yeah,
0: trigger warning me next time, Kyle. <laughs>
1: <laughs> when the police got him, yeah. in his home, they found porn, sure. slasher films, and manga.
0: Okay, sure.
1: So Not the, hentai,
0: but n- manga.
1: I, what what it actually was in there, to what extent... How important all of that is, kind of, I don't, I don't know. Maybe there was hentai. I'm not sure, mm. but they described it as anime and manga films, mm-hmm, along with mm-hmm, the other mm-hmm. things, and the idea, like they think that police played up that part of it because in society it was being used as this offensive thing. They kind of blamed it on that.
0: When somebody goes that cuckoo, you need a reason. You grasp at straws and here's this thing that's like a little bit off from mainstream anyway. So lash your shit onto that just to hope and pray that that's why it happened and that it's therefore isolated or less likely. Absolutely. Absolutely. Dungeons and Dragons makes you worship the devil, everybody. I
1: was very much reminded of that. Like, yeah, oh, like you're Satanist because you like this thing. And so everyone's like, okay well and looking back like a lot of people had manga in their house like it was Mm. coincidence you know it's just it it, this these things of course don't cause him to do these things it was coincidence but they people really grabbed onto that and they called this the fuck i didn't write it down but something like the otaku murders or something like that like that like this name was became then pervasive and connected to this guy um A psychoanalyst at Tokyo International University said, quote, the danger of a whole generation of youth who does not even experience the most primary two- or three-way relationship between themselves and their mother and father, and who cannot make the transition from a fantasy world of videos and manga into reality is now extreme. So, I mean, I think that is a lot of... The assumptions that people are bringing to this of like you're disconnected from people because you believe in this fantasy world and you don't know how to socialize. You're socially awkward or isolated. I think so many of the stereotypes were already forming and this guy locked those in as the, and that's dangerous and people yeah. will murder because of it.
0: Yeah. I mean, grizzly, grizzly, grizzly evil murder. Yes, right? yes, yes. It's not the, run-of-the-mill the murder. Yes, this, this, is isn't, like... this isn't casual murder.
1: <laughs> so there was widespread panic. Hmm about otaku so it, it over time has been kind of uh, reclaimed and and i think much like a lot of things like uh, okay l- watch reading fantasy liking DD, being otaku doesn't make you this terrible person i think we're kind of understanding that a little bit better in 2013 the term has become less negative 42.2 if you want to be specific uh people Uh, self-identified as otaku in Japan. So like a lot of people are now, it feels like a word or a group that they're reclaiming. Mm -hmm, Um, mm -hmm. And otaku can also kind of mean geek. Like that's kind of how they're, so a famous person that calls herself an otaku is Marie Kondo.
0: (gasps) Great. she's
1: that a sparks joy geek for folding shit um in the 2020 <laughs> interview she said i credit being an otaku with helping me to focus deeply which definitely contributed to my success hmm. so it's basically it's an entire subculture that i think for real shitty reasons has a lot of stereotypes and assumptions and has been used uh to discount and kind of push out a group of people that just kind of, like, I don't know, like when you think about it, like they just like this stuff, you know yeah. it's fine, like yeah. that's their only crime, they just like this stuff and someone else thinks it's weird so they have to label it and treat it like it's shit
0: it's, just let people be happy, I know, right? there's so little I mean, joy in this
1: universe
0: <laughs> I definitely think that there's a lot of like like bullying, horse shit criticism that is just an inability to let people have Joy in their life. Like, your life is so miserable, you have to shit on other people's joy.
1: Yeah. And I think it's if someone doesn't conform, if someone doesn't fit in, so they find this fantasy realm comforting and enjoyable, then you're like, oh, you're weird and don't do the stuff I expect. So your stuff is weird and bad, and my stuff is good. I think right. we bring this judgment to anyone who doesn't fit in. Yeah. And we, like people have a fantasy and escape because you're being shitty to them. Yeah. But then you judge the things that they're into because you're being shitty. Like, yeah. I, yeah. I don't know. There's this weird connection between the two that I I think is just based on us disliking things that are a little different.
0: Your bullshit is bullshit. Yeah. Suck it. Fuckers.
1: Fuckers. <laughs>
0: yeah. Otaku. Yeah. Well, you? Uh, it, yeah, I, I mean, the, we I, I was okay. I was going to talk about Attack on Titan, which is like my favorite anime that I actually like have watched, mm-hmm. and I was trying to come up with a whole like how Attack on Titan is queer because the, here's here's a here's a spoiler. Skip ahead if you don't like spoilers, everybody. I don't how how far to I don't know, but take a swing, take a swing. Uh, Jaeger, the like the um the Meister, yeah, right, yeah. Aaron Jaeger is his name, and he's the. The main character, <sighs> okay, God, I guess I am going to talk about it. <laughs> Attack on Titan is this whole thing, it's this like dystopian alternative future when humanity basically now lives in one giant city with walls around it because all of a sudden we don't know why these gigantic, I mean huge, 15, 25, 35 feet tall um, mindless zombie creatures just started eating everybody and eating everything. Republicans. They're the titans. So, oh. and uh, yeah, well, okay. So then, this is the question of like, what, what, what do they represent, oh, right? Yeah. Because there's definitely some like
1: it's a metaphor,
0: metaphor going on there. Anyway, it it turns out that like these like destructive giant zombie things. The the main character is one or can turn into oh. one. So it like, there's a potentially queer reading there about like what's acceptable and destructive to society and what do you have in you and what kind of like evil creature are you, or how are you perceived when you come out? And, yeah. and like, anyway. I think it's a metaphor for werewolves, <laughs> which, the, the, which are, finally and and the literal werewolves, they're not a metaphor. <laughs> the, 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 uh, um, Anyway, but I, I did actually find an article uh, that is called, uh, it was October 2020 in the East Asian Journal of Popular Culture called Attack on Normativity, a queer reading of Shingeki no Kyojin, which is Attack on Titan, uh, Attack on Titan a queer reading of, of Attack on Titan. And uh, their whole thing was that they they thought the, the female characters had... A bunch of stereotypes about femininity that they that they that they were doing that they read as queer Mm. because there's this whole like elite group of titan fighters that like are responsible for defending the city against them when they attack and like some of the more badass ones are clearly women and uh but but then there is uh there are some like overtly lesbian characters in the patreon segment when we go over these 20 um examples of queer representation one of them is attack on titan but uh then this thing of uh quote ultimately the ability of some main characters to shift between the two categories of human and titan like this main character contributes to destabilizing binary divisions in terms of normative or non-normative bodies providing an additional layer to a queer reading of this text wow Uh, Through an analysis of the manga and anime versions of Attack on Titan, this article investigates how gender stereotypes, heteronormativity, and the dichotomy normalizing normative identities vis-a-vis non-normative identities are portrayed.
1: I was out halfway through that. I
0: know. That's why I wanted to read it. (laughs) Queer theory sometimes, like, I just, can we not use the eight? giant syllable words and just tell me what are you trying to say because (laughs) it just it it get it, it gets worse um this analysis sheds light on the lack of alternatives to binary models in terms of gender and sexuality in the shonen manga genre problematizing the contemporary relationship between dominant and oppositional identities what the fuck are you saying? I st- I was
1: I, I, I started being in but then I it lost I want it.
0: I want to know what you were saying because it sounds very important <laughs> and interesting but it's, it, this is this is inscrutable.
1: <laughs> is this like an article or is this like an academic paper or this something? This
0: is the, the abstract to an actual academic oh, paper that's on why. on this. Yeah.
1: Okay. I, if if this was like this an article on salon.com then it it would
0: yeah. <sighs> anyway, attack on titan there's there's a whole there, there is some like legit published academic discourse on it being a it, you can you can read it in a queer way
1: yeah well i think that's what's cool about not only this but in sci-fi and in, in star trek and in, in other genres where you where you represent someone that's an outsider someone that's different someone that has an element of what's supposedly evil there's so much that you could apply there's so many different yeah. groups and outsiders and people that you can kind of a lot of people can bring their own feeling of being an outsider, whatever that caused that, including being LGBT as a way to represent that. And they don't yep. have to be as explicit. I think that's fine. I think there's a universality to that feeling that hopefully helps bond us and people that like those kinds of stories.
0: Yep. Absolutely. I agree. Yep. So what we really should talk about and then end with is whatever that train wreck was that we watched <laughs> last night. So I was,
1: I was half watching, so I don't really, yeah, I don't really know
0: what happened. So Mike Cubbington, Suggested this show Uran High School Host Club, so I watched the first episode last night. So it's on Netflix. It's on Netflix, which is interesting. Um, if we had tried to watch it on Netflix, uh, we would not have been able to uh, before September first. So it just oh. it just got put out on Netflix. Before this, you had to watch it on on Crunchyroll, or uh, that's like a, a big digital My favorite
1: kind of sushi is Crunchyroll. <laughs> I mean, why not? Why not?
0: <laughs> got um, that
1: crunch. You got the roll. <laughs> What's not to like?
0: First, first, of all, I wanted to ask you: Do you prefer subtitles or d- overdubs?
1: God, that's, this never comes up for me. So I did just watch the movie *Parasite*, but um, I think I would prefer uh, dubs if I'm just guessing because I want to see everything, and I'm not always watching. Yeah. I don't get to see all the visuals when I'm reading. So, yeah, probably that.
0: What uh, do you prefer? I will give a fishy answer, a Mm. wish-washy answer, which is I prefer dubs for animation. I prefer subtitles for live action. Mm. And it's because animation doesn't sync up with the words very well, uh, depending on the animation style anyway. So it doesn't matter if it matches or Mm. not. Live action, when their mouth moves and different sounds come out, the audio processing part of my brain freaks out and hates (laughs) (laughs) it. Anyway, okay, so... Uran High School Host Club is the story of Haruhi, who is a student at Uran Academy, a school for like hoity-toity rich kids. Haruhi is looking for a place to study and goes into the third music room, which is where the Uran Academy Host Club is held. It's a group of six male students, and they entertain female clients with sweets and tea. And there is very, like, okay, so first of all, host clubs and hostess clubs are a thing. They're, oh, like, okay. a Japanese thing where it's like escorting without the sex. Like, it's, like, you want to feel connected and, like, you're having a good time. So, like, you pay somebody to entertain you, like, in a social way. It's very interesting to me. But they also aren't a thing that happens in high school. Hmm. So it's already, like, not a thing that's real, but it is. Anyway. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm it feels very brothel to me. Like the, more like brothel brothel. Yeah, it's exactly. So they're all of these dudes and they're all pretty or interesting in their own way. One of them is described literally as the Lolita character. <laughs> he is like the teeny tiniest little, like adorable baby twink character. Um, but there's all of this, like homoeroticism about like, which one, uh, like, how do they look and what are their appealing characteristics and they like seem to be super into each other in Hmm. like uh, interesting ways there's a pair of twins and they're like they look like they're siamese twins almost because they're usually like right next to each other talking at the same time with their mouths moving at the same time i did see
1: that part where it was just like the same person's voice saying both so you hear two voices but it's the exact same thing yep that was weird.
0: Yep, and and uh, also like one of them is the alpha, and mm-hmm. he's like the super hot one that like most the most clients want to have him be their host, and he's clearly very well like admired by the other boys that are doing this thing. Uh, so they get a new uniform, and then uh they go to change, and then the main character, the alpha stud, who's been hitting on him the whole time. <laughs> the curtain opens, uh, it, like busts in, and uh, there she is in a negligee mm. getting dressed. Turns out it's been a chick the whole time.
1: Mm. And if you may assume it was a dude, then you're the sexist one.
0: Right, it, exactly. <laughs> but then there's also this like moment of like, you've been hitting on me the whole time. Uh, and the car- like the alpha dude like turns all bright red. And oh. like, is it because he's just been accused of being gay or because he's been
1: he's been accused of being straight or accused
0: of being straight or is it like is very confusing and ambiguous to me i mean mean, maybe it's not i just need to watch it again it was one time last night and i was very tired but (laughs) like but there's, there's this whole dynamic of like in this homoerotic environment is is the homoerotic interactions that we have been having is it more than just bros being bros Mm. there was some embarrassment about that anyway I wish my how I'm going to interpret this and you can't
1: convince me otherwise is that he was like they're all gay and all of a sudden he was like oh fuck am I maybe straight I've been accidentally hitting on a chick like maybe and I'm so embarrassed I can't believe everyone might have thought I was straight for a second there like just complete opposite script is so hilarious and perfect to me
0: yeah that's the plot of that 80s movie right what was, what was that? That eighty show that was legit. The plot of a fucking movie. It predates this, huh. this, this anime, yeah. and is kind of the same plot. I love it. And anyway, so uh, Covington, you are super right. It is super gay, <laughs> queer. It is super queer, and that makes it interesting. And I found it kind of an. It was hard for me to connect with it for all the reasons that I said at the top of the show. And I don't think I'll continue with it. But mm-hmm. if you're into like. A lot of like insane gender bendy stuff there's it's for sure in the first episode of this series so maybe maybe worth maybe worth checking out there's also a live action version it was also in manga in uh, like print but uh the, yeah think, that's that's Uran on high school host club thanks for the wreck
1: i think gender bending seems to be far more pervasive in anime than in any of our american shows i wrote i didn't mention pokemon in censorship pokemon ha- removed it I just james's cross-dressing antics is how it's described Great. in one so like i don't know much about that but like you know that we removed cross-dressing is in line with what we would do and also yeah gender bending seems to be or play on gender or you know that that seems to come up a bunch yeah and what i've seen
0: yeah yep and and this this show is part of a genre called Harimumono, which is which is harem mm. um it's uh, novels, manga, anime, hentai, and video games. And, uh, but it's, it's where the protagonist is surrounded by three or more uh, love interests or sexual partners. And they, they specifically call out Uuran High School Host Club as an example of reverse harem. And it's, hmm. it's reverse harem because she is surrounded by a bunch of dudes.
1: Is Fraternity X a harem? Yeah. I, I do. I, am, I, am I sexually aroused by harem? I might be. Oh no! <laughs> yeah. About to wreck my p- porn hub searches.
0: And uh, there's also a bunch of LGBT harem uh, genre material out there. I guess I just—it's it, weird to me that it's like a whole genre, like this whole idea of like one person, many many love interests, and hilarity ensues—is a whole cartoon genre. <laughs>
1: that is wild to me and also very fitting that we started this by me saying I needed to find my entry point into this world and we've arrived. We got there by the end of it. Well, uh, this is it.
0: I I will, I will have to make you, there's a Wikipedia article that's a list of harem anime and manga. And there is, there's a section on the male harem, but I don't know if whether uh, that would be a male or a female protagonist but at least it's a bunch of dudes vying for it. so we just have to go through this list and find find one that's gay and maybe maybe you'll found your your jam
1: yeah mm.
0: <laughs> so did we do it we did it we did we
1: did something we talked
0: we, about we, anime a whole we bunch Talked about some a- anime some mike cubington please keep giving us your money <laughs> don't <laughs> let this be the end of it <laughs> yeah. uh, uh, should we take a break oh
1: okay.
0: <laughs> good work <laughs> Excellent. Let's take a break though. It's <laughs> like so a punchy. Is that racist? I can't <laughs> I tell. I am not I'm trying to accurately represent it. Great. This is the part where Mike and Kyle take a break. So are we back?
1: We're back. We're back. We're going to do
0: our gays. and We're going to do our gayest and straightest, but first.
1: But first. But first.
0: But first. But first.
1: I just wanted to say congrats to Caleb and Cal on their wedding. Oh, yeah. It was attend- adorable. We got invited to a wedding. And we, we could attend virtually, which was really cute. And we got to see their wedding. It was, it was beautiful. So congrats.
0: Absolutely.
1: Ben, thanks for inviting us.
0: Yeah. Thanks for thinking of us. I actually... Okay. What? I kind of cried a little bit. <gasps> I did too. And I was like, you... i also cried yeah okay
1: but it was sweet yeah
0: yeah a reading from the book of obergefell i really enjoyed that
1: That was really cool yeah i had never heard anyone do that yeah they had someone come up and do a reading and it was from the um yeah from the obergefell ruling
0: which is cool uh, okay uh, Our website is Gayishpodcast.com
1: We have communities That you can join Discord Spaces Facebook group Or you can find us On socials at Podcast.
0: Our hotline You can send us text messages Or leave us voicemails Especially if it's your Gayest and straightest Please Or questions from my mom From Momsplaining mm-hmm. It's 5855-GAYISH 585-542-9474 Standard rate supply.
1: Yeah we're recording A new one soon So now is an opportune time To leave some voicemails For Ma Yeah uh, um, and our emails, gayishpodcast at gmail.com.
0: And our physical mailing address is post office box one nine eight eight two, Seattle, Washington, nine eight one oh nine. Okay, as we said earlier, our quarterly Patreon happy hour is this coming Wednesday, November the second at six PM Pacific. I get to hang out and meet us and chat about stuff and get hammered if you want to. And anybody at any level of support on Patreon uh, will have access to the invite.
1: Yeah, it's always a lot of fun. It's low pressure. You can come just hang out and not talk or you can hang out and chat and ask questions and what have you. So whatever you want to do. Yep.
0: Uh, local gay bar review Ooh. okay now i'm going to talk to you about the planet which is in edinburgh scotland in the united kingdom and uh first of all i don't know if this is problematic or not i think it kind of is but anyway it is home to the uk's only self-described dwarf drag queen miss dq and her posters were everywhere all over the place and Miss DQ Miss DQ and she looks like a lot of fun <laughs> um sadly she was not there oh. when I was there but i like anyway it's uh, it's cozy super campy like there the the like the vibe was 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 campy and then uh i was hanging out with my scottish rugby player friends which mm. are like a lot of them are very attractive it's distracting yeah and uh, but one of them is uh, Tom Hetherington, who was a contestant on the Great British Baking Show, Great British Bake Off. You were just hanging out with him, just hanging out with him, yeah. Wow. H- with uh, uh, and the rest of his rugby team. Oh my god. Yeah, it's like like I don't know. My life is weird, Kyle. Yeah. That was that was weird. Anyway, we got a picture, so I'll post that to socials. Um, but yeah, it was it was a lot of fun. Had some beers, hung out with some hot Scottish people <laughs> uh, uh, for dildos. <laughs>
1: They gave you a, a Great British Baking Show celebrity, and you couldn't even give that a five? What does, a, what does an establishment have to
0: do? Okay, four and a half dildos. All
1: right. Okay. I didn't make out with anybody, Kyle. Oh, that's what it is. Okay. <laughs> I just need to know what needs to happen. I just need to get... Okay. And you answered it. Great. Tom.
0: <laughs> yep. That's your fault. Yep. Gayest straightest? Let's do our gayest and straightest. Uh,
1: uh, my gayest... I'm going. My Great. gayest is, although the both Taylor and Carly Rae Jepsen had albums coming out, which we talked about Taylor, not Carly, mm-hmm. um, this past Friday, gays were having a f- fucking fag attack over it. Mm-hmm, they were mm-hmm. so excited. Um, I, however, was very excited about the Tavlo album mm-hmm. that just came out. She is an actual LGBT in the lgbt community sure. and a pop icon and amazing and i love her new album um and you should listen to that as okay. well as your other favorite new
0: albums of the three that's your favorite
1: oh i haven't listened to the other two i played taylor oh. swift a little bit before and it's yeah. like oh yeah this continues to be i don't know she did like
0: i legit if it's the stuff that you were playing earlier yeah. like since we've been here at the cabin no
1: like, no no T- i tavlo i played yesterday and then today right before we started recording i just put on uh, the new Taylor Swift album okay, for the first I legit, time ever.
0: I legit thought that was old Taylor Swift. Like, it's it's exactly the fucking same shit the whole time. Okay. Yep.
1: Yeah. yeah. I, you don't need to... If you just listen to the old stuff and pretend she's saying a little bit different words this time, you've heard the new album. Just...
0: Oh God. <laughs> Excellent. Um, at me, everybody. I want to hear it. That's GayishPodcast <laughs> at uh, My
1: straightest is... Chris Kachetorian came over to help hang stuff. He gave mm-hmm. me this... I. Love this. He gave me this framed thing that says "Brain Magnets Made Me Attractive," <laughs> <laughs> um, which was very sweet. And he was like, "I'm going to come over and help you hang it." That would have been the gayest, except that when he got there, he was like helping me hang other things. Again, getting a straight dude to help you hang stuff—that's that's my gayest. But during the process, I like, oh wait, we need this thing, so I got out my toolbox and was like, oh look, I have this anchor that we can use. And then like, I had. Thoughts and opinions about the like how things worked and what kind of tools we needed. So I was like an active participant in this process. So handy. Just saying, I know, right? So, um, uh, my yeah, my straightest is that I could actually help. Awesome. Yeah. I'm proud of you. Thank you so much. <laughs>
0: <laughs> what about you? Uh, what about me? So the the straightest thing about me this week, I'm still active in my national fraternity as a district governor, and every year I get a new regional director who's a like always a young buck right graduated from college last year and now works for the fraternity on the road as a traveling consultant anyway my regional director was in town for the first time uh th- this week and uh, uh the straightest thing about me this week w- was comparing notes on the bud light seltzers
1: with him oh like, yeah it, yeah yeah
0: it was just it was very bro <laughs> it's just like what's your favorite kind of seltzer <laughs> i hate white claw bud lights where it's at when yeah. i just oh god okay bro <laughs> uh uh also i do not hook up with fraternity brothers we've talked about that a long time
1: mm-hmm. you can give them to me but i
0: but i would go there <gasps> um we found your exception no 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 not an exception uh. i'm just saying like if i didn't have that rule I would go there. Okay. Uh, okay. Uh, the gayest thing about me this week is... Uh, Are at- you worried that he'll
1: hear this? That's an uncomfortable thing to say out loud. You don't. You That's don't fine. i
0: tell him he's hot to his face. That's weird. Okay. I know. We're different people, Kyle.
1: <laughs> one of the worst is about
0: you. Yeah, thanks. Or best. Uh, I don't remember. Yeah, you decide, everybody. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> uh, the gayest thing about me this week is uh, I've, I've been traveling for work a whole bunch, which I don't stop talking about. I'll be in San Francisco all next week. But uh, the gayest thing is that part of my official responsibilities now for next week is uh, I am I am the handler for the drag queens for bingo. We're doing drag queen bingo as a corporate event at work and I'm their handler now. Like, y- you need to take care of them yeah. was like the messaging. That i got. I'm like, oh, why me? Yeah. Like, <laughs> we all know why. Yeah, me. yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> you do give a talk about, lgbt acceptance and stuff there there's a little bit more precedent outside of your gay, but i yeah i don't know how there's at least a pretense to you be the person yeah
0: yeah absolutely i also like uh sort of recruited them Mm -hmm. so uh joseph peters matthews lived in san francisco for a while and connected me with somebody who connected me with these drag queens and so I, I got them the gig so they're like well you're the connection so you should handle them but still yeah yeah anyway. yeah uh this week for listeners gayest and straightest I've been begging everybody to send them in via voicemail so we can play them in your own voice and somebody fucking listened and did it yeah. so we're gonna hear from Chase Carrico hi Gash this is Chase and I have a gayest and straightest this week uh my straightest is that the NBA season just started and I've I'm a big n b a head and joined a friend on his podcast and We talked about basketball for three hours and My gayest is that I have two weddings coming up in the next couple of weeks, and I am actively pursuing my gay friends to make them dress me because I do not trust myself to dress for these weddings. Thank you. <laughs> I- NBA head, that's your gayest.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Is that not how they refer to themselves? I, don't, I love the idea of like when you're gay and you're like, go to your other gays and you're like, you're gay, help. And they're like, you're gay. And I'm like, well, yeah, but I, <laughs> no help because I've definitely been in that situation. Like, I need a homosexual. And they're
0: like, you. And I'm like, no. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thanks for that. Yeah. Thanks for that, Chase. And and thanks, thanks, uh, thanks Mike. For the idea for anime, I, I, I truly hope that you don't hate us now.
1: Um, also, thank you to our Super gappers: John Crowley, Stephen Porchios, Stosel, Harry Shaw, Josh Copeland, Jonathan Montanus, Forest Nail, Patrick Martin, James Barrow, Steve Douglas, Sposive, Zania, Just Jamie, Kevin Henderson, Donald Linsky, Thomas B. Dusty Sands, A. Coleman, Chris Cacciatorians, and Jerome York. Thank you to our Super gappers; We appreciate you.
0: Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, mega-ass superstars that mm-hmm. you are. Uh, mm-hmm. That's it. This has been Gayish from the Chris Cacciatorian Studios in the mountains. Uh, I'm Mike Johnson.
1: I'm Kyle Getz. Until next week, be butch, be fabulous, be you. Hi! I have
0: to take my it. pills now, Kyle Oh, okay Here they come <laughs> I don't need these ones Are we having fun yet? <laughs>
1: But that means you're going to still be crazy for, like, another couple hours until those hit, Mm -hmm. so.
0: (sighs) Yep. Yep. Enjoy.